Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Today's podcast is sponsored by one of our favorite products, Almond Cow. We've been using it for well over a year, and I say we, mostly my husband, Mark, who is mooing. Honey, what are your thoughts about Almond Cow? <laughs> this is the Moo Man. He's back. <laughs> I love the Almond Cow because we know how great it is. Anything that you can make a plant-based milk with, you're set. I don't need to make that much. It's just sitting in the pantry. And then when we're ready, I just make it. It takes a minute. It tastes so good. It tastes so good. And for those of you who are thinking about it, let me tell you why. There are no added preservatives, any kind of artificial stuff. You put in it what you want. You can sweeten it to your taste. It is so easy to make, so easy to clean up, and it's pure gold. It really is. And they give you a lot of recipes on the Almond Cow website. You have the recipe, so you don't have to think, you don't have to go anywhere to find it. It's there for you. Yes, we love it so much. So if you're interested in getting your own, go check out the link or just go to their site, almondcow.co, and you can use code Lara, L-A-R-A, for extra savings. Go get yourself one and have fun. I'm Laura Hyman, and welcome to Redefining Movement, a lit podcast designed to investigate all aspects of movement from my background in physical therapy and neuroscience. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter movement patterns and compassion for ourselves and others, so together we can live our most uplifted lives, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A. I am here, joined, as always, by my brilliant, amazing, energetic, enthusiastic, compassionate, and gorgeous co-host, Kristen Williams. I mean, this is the best job in the world when you get just like that. Just look at me. I'm like beaming. Well, I love you. We're here. We're glad to be here. So this is a fun one starting off with. This is... A bunch of numbers. So I'll just read it. If you weren't a PT and fantastic lit teacher, what would your job be? That's a fun one to start off with. The first instinct I have is I can't imagine doing anything else, but I feel like I would do something in animal rescue, but it would have to be something that wouldn't crush my heart. So maybe it would be like rehabilitating animals having a big farm with a bunch of rescued animals. But I feel like that would be something because it would be active. It would be like, I love animals. Obviously, I'm a huge animal advocate, but I do know like it's very hard to do from every aspect. So it would be challenging in a different way, but I like challenge. I'm not intimidated by that. And it would be what I feel like this is living my passion. And I think that would probably be it neurosurgeon, but I wouldn't have wanted to go through. I tried that for like a week. <laughs> wouldn't want to go to school. Wouldn't want the lifestyle. Now, having done this for so many years working for myself, so it would be something on those lines. Yeah. I have never felt so well-placed mm-hmm. as I am. It hits every single 
one of my strengths, I would say. I love to teach. I love to educate. I love to perform. And that's where the yoga, the lit comes in. And I love to connect. As a physical therapist, you get all of that. As a lit teacher, let's put it that way, it's that and then some. So I'm the same way as you. Like I can't think of it, but it would never be a desk job or anything where I was prolonged. I knew that from the very beginning. Yeah. I would never sit for a long period. No, I knew that. Me too. I thought I started off thinking, oh, I'm going to go into business because I love math. But then I just said, oh my gosh, sitting at a desk, no way. Part of me, this is sort of weird, but I kind of could see myself being like in the military, an officer or something where I had training to do, where the bureaucracy of it would drive me nuts. But I think the physicality and the structure and the teamwork, I love working on a team, but also having an individuality to it. I've never been in the military, but you know what I mean? Like there's just something about that. I do like structure. I like having a schedule. I like having a like a regimen. But that being said, I get bored easily. So we're so similar. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Yes. Like if I don't have a structure and I have a day free, people that know me know it's a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm not very good with downtime because I feel like I have it in my daily life. We've been together. Like we do our stuff. We're, you know, moving and grooving and having meetings. And then we'll go and read a book for an hour or something like I feel like that's, again, the beauty of really embodying your passion so that your job, quote unquote, is really just an expression of you. And it's a way, of course, of making money, but you're making money in the way that's honoring who you are. And then you have like when you need to do something different within the day itself. So a day of downtime and it's fine, like everybody needs it. But I like I feel dull. We're in the right profession, both of us. We like the regimen. We like the challenge. And especially, I feel like PTs in a clinic are feeling this. They feel dull. They feel bored because the system, the medical system that we're in, isn't allowing that creativity. And it's really tiring. I don't feel tired ever by what we do. So if you're Thinking about doing what we're doing, that might be right for you, but I think it's really good to feel like, what do you want to wake up every day and feel excited to do? And yes, there's going to always be unexciting things. That's like part of it. But for the most part, it's like you wake up and you feel really awesome about it. Yeah. We're so, so lucky. Okay. On that note, we were just talking about lit teachers. We had one of our lit teachers write us and I'm probably just going to not mention her name just for the sake of if any of her students were to listen. (laughs) But she did get through our training. And other people have asked this too. So let's just say you are a yoga teacher or a movement teacher or a physical therapist or somebody you might relate to some of this. But I think it's just general good discussion, which is how to deal with disrespectful students. You could put in there people. The other day I was teaching and a couple came and sat in the front row. It was all fine after Sun Cell won. But after that, the couple did their own flow. It was distracting for me and other students too. I've been told it's not the first time they do that, particularly the male student. I managed to block them mentally and pretend they weren't in class, but left a sour experience on me. Lots of love to you and Kristen and any suggestions. 
Wow. That is a hard one. That has happened to me. Sometimes the people who've done it, I've been like, really? Because like they might be someone who I really like as a person. But I can't think that I would ever do that, that I would come to somebody's class. I might modify for myself, but not completely do another flow. I think I agree. I think it's rude. I think it is disrespectful, not only to the teacher, but to the other people around you. So what do you do about that as a teacher? I can tell you, I never said anything. I'm very non-confrontational in many ways, and I didn't address it. It didn't happen regularly enough that it bothered me that much, especially when it comes to customers. Like, they're paying customers. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was about to say, we're so driven by customer service. And having had a studio, you know, I'm always just so grateful for anybody in our community that remembers and I wrote her a little thing, I, you know, just giving some advice. It's really tough because as the teacher, you are also a guide. You're holding the energy in the room. You're managing different maybe skill levels or abilities, different personalities. And then you throw that in the mix and it's distracting because it's in the front row And so that is where I draw the line because I'm like, it's one thing if you're doing something different and you just are over there doing it and everybody just recognizes there's an outlier here. But it's another if you can actually feel people being distracted by it. So this would happen sometimes in the studio, not that people are doing their own thing, but they would be talking or stopping and or going out and talking when Shavasana was happening and you could still hear them. And so I'm like, if it is not just bothering me, but a clearly bothering other people, that's when I would say something. It's hard because you're, again, you know, this is somebody who paid to be there. And you just wonder like, why are you here if you're not even doing the things? So what I think I told her is just say, I'm fine with you doing whatever you want, but I'd like you to consider moving to the back because it's distracting other people who are trying to do what I'm instructing. That's really hard to say. It's not really confrontational, but it is being direct. And I have learned this over the years. I grew up in the South. Man, there's not a direct bone that I came into the world with. But I've learned there is such power in being clear. And you can have a lot of compassion and be really gentle. But again, when it starts to impact other people, then it's like, well, I'm kind of the mom, the leader, the guide, whatever in this area. I now have to respond to this because it is clearly upsetting other people. And that's what I told her. I said, you can do it in a really gentle way and fewer words are better. I appreciate you doing whatever you'd like, but I'd I'd rather you do it in the back row because it's distracting and then just walk away. And that person might choose not to come back and that's fine. The fact that they go to other classes and do it makes me feel like somebody's trying to get attention. Then I think, okay, This person needs something. And that's where I try and be compassionate. But maybe not. Maybe they're just a narcissist. I have no idea. (laughs) Good point. You know, we're talking about like them being a paying customer. Well, so are the other people. You having the strength to say something is protecting the other people who did pay money not to be distracted. And who knows what they're doing? I'm guessing some sort of acrobatics of sort. I don't even know. Yeah. This is on a totally different note, but 
years ago, very early on the studio, I don't know if you remember this or not, there was a studio across the street. This is early, early years. And this woman was a teacher and she came to every single class, like Monday through Saturday. She was a teacher at this other studio. She's a lovely, wonderful person. And a few months in, maybe she'd been kind of six months or something, a few of my students told me, you know, Laura, she's teaching whatever you did the day before, she's taking it and doing it there. And she's not giving you credit and she's not talking about the form of lit or anything. And they were upset for me. And I was like, okay, well, that's not that great. I couldn't understand how you could do that. Like that just didn't seem very noble. It's really easy to just say, hey, I was inspired by a person, but to go and Xerox copy and then not take it on as your own. This went on and then a few more students were saying that. And then it became like this thing. And so I was like, oh crap, what am I going to do with this knowledge? Like she's coming. I know it. I'm acting all nice. And so finally, one of my teachers said, you just need to go and take her class and see for yourself. Lit is a very specific method. Obviously, there's yoga and there's lots of shared things, but our specific way of doing things is very unique. And certainly 10 years ago was very unique. I felt nauseous about it. The reason I'm bringing this up is ultimately I had to do it for the other people that were affected. It would have affected them a lot more. And so this teacher, after I went there, she was clearly flustered. I think she switched and went back to her power flow that she normally does. But after class, she said, can we talk? And I was like, sure. And she said, I just want you to know, like, I'm so inspired by you. And she just was like diary of the mouth. Like she knew I knew just by being there. I guess she knew. And she said, I'm so inspired by you. I can't really help myself. I've been taking some of this stuff and bringing it here. And she said all this stuff. And at the very end, she's like, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm not you. And I was like, yes, except it's hurting my teachers because they paid to learn this and to teach it and to be a model of it. And that's what I care about. And that was like, the hardest thing, but it was really important because that's what you have to think is who else is affected by this. And sometimes being passive is not helping because you got to speak up. Today's podcast is sponsored by Aminoco. I've been using Aminoco products for well over a year and I really love them. I love the taste, but most importantly, I love the science-backed health benefits. Today, I'm going to tell you about life. Life is the name of it. So life is really great for those of us over age 40. Why? Because did you know muscle and heart function start to decline after age 40? So in clinical trials, life has been shown to enhance the physical function and muscle strength while supporting normal cardiovascular health. So at age 53 and a half, I'm really concerned about maintaining my muscle density and of course my heart health. So I use this. I put one scoop in with water, but you could put it into a smoothie. You can put it into juice. And it is vegan, it is GMO-free, and it is patent-produced. It's an amazing, amazing product. And you can go to aminoco.com, that's A-M-I-N-O-C-O.com slash lit and save 30%. All right. Speaking of lit, lovely Jane says, how would you say lit is different than other yoga or movement practices? I love it so, so much and want to do it justice. How do you explain how it's different to those who haven't tried it? And by the way, who are those people? You need to go get lit. 
That's very cute. Thank you, Jane. Jane, you're not the only one. We have a hard time. (laughs) We're going through this whole, been going through this rebranding over the last six months, I'd say, really trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how best to say just that in a succinct, understandable way, because we can wax poetic in all the ways we're different. And so can many of our teachers who've gone through our training. Once you've gone through it, it's clear what the difference is. How do you make that clear in an elevator speech? It is not easy. We were just talking about this. Literally, you and I in a, in a Zoom. That's why I'm laughing at this. Ago, this is so right? great. We're yeah. talking about like our differentiators. You know, what are they? I think one of them we came up with is, you know, we're rooted in science. What we're doing is based on neurology, physiology, kinesiology. You know, it's all the ologies. It's the physical therapy that makes us different. It's Lara's background in neuro combined with physical therapy, combined with yoga that has created a very specific method. So it's rooted in science. It's a combination of all different movement types. So we have the plyometric in there. We have the strength training principles in there. We have the dance in there. We have the yoga in there. We have the hit. It's not just one thing. So I think that's a big differentiator. You know, I try to tell people it's yoga, but it's not yoga. It's so mm-hmm. different than yoga. Laura, what are some of our other Well, I was saying this just the other day when I look back and I was starting to go on this detour from just kind of doing traditional vinyasa. And I was doing my neurodevelopmental stuff with my clients. And I remember thinking, I want something to be impactful and efficient. And really, again, reformatting, like kind of how we update our phone, like reformatting our brain, therefore, through our brain, our nervous system and our body in an efficient way. Like I didn't want to have to practice yoga and then go for a run. You know, it's like nobody has the time for that. Or if you do, you're lucky. A lot of people don't. How can we do this practice that is literally getting to know yourself more and through that challenging yourself, because that's how you're going to grow, challenging your habitual movements, your patterns, your behaviors that aren't necessarily as optimal as you'd like them to be so that you are your most energized, lit up self. But yeah, how we do that is really hard to explain in just like an elevator pitch because it's taking you from the very beginning of a practice, whether it's 20 minutes or an hour or 75 minutes, and it's priming the body and the brain to improve that connection and utilizing physical therapy moves, yoga moves, dance moves, hit moves, all these different types of disciplines. We're just kind of pulling from the best of the the most effective ones that really suit most people at all ages, all stages of life. You know, I think when you're in early stages, you can throw in a lot of things that your body can handle at that time, but maybe it's not going to be great for the long term or because you haven't primed it. Like we're priming it in all the ways, musculoskeletal, neurological. We're teaching biomechanics. I think you're getting educated is the other thing. But you can see like that took five minutes to say. 
So I think if you're trying to get somebody, it sounds like you want to explain this to people, like we struggle with it too. Sometimes just saying like, it's just a comprehensive movement system that's really including physical therapy, yoga, and neuromuscular activation so that you are more balanced, stronger, more resilient, and more energized. Yeah. The brain-body connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But sister, we have trouble too, you know, so we're working on that. But thank you for your support. And yeah, for anybody who is listening who hasn't tried Lit yet, go and try it. We have a free trial. We have a great full segue into getting in there. This is something we also are so diligent and committed to improving. We've changed it, you know, probably every year because that's what you have to do when you have something, an offering, you get feedback and we've improved it. So it's easier to enter and know where to go and navigate. So give it a try. We'd love to have you there. And you can always write us with questions about lit daily online stuff, about teacher training or about the podcast. And so if you have questions about any of those, write us at support at lityoga.com because we have all these different bins that those can go under. You can say this is for podcasts, this is for the Lit Daily. We have amazing customer service. Shout out to Sharon and to Jess and all the other people who really are so great at getting back to people and then sending us the necessary info. So please write us. We're here for you. You know, I think a lot of people have communities, but we definitely have very strong community as well. We sure do. You can also always DM us on social media. You can find Laura at laura.hyman. I'm at kbwilliams99. You can also just reach out to the podcast at Redefining Movement Podcast and send a DM there, which we will get as well. And, you know, we'll get to these questions and more. Maybe it's not even something you want on the podcast. That's another place you can always reach us. Yeah. And let me just end by saying, I'm going to ask anyone who's listening who has practiced lit Maybe on social media today, just say, hey, I listened and here's how I would describe lit. I would love to hear from all of you because sometimes when we live in it, we don't necessarily come up with the same thing. So if you would do that and tag us, Laura.Hyman, KB99, Redefining Yoga Podcast, we would love to share that with others as well because that'll help them. So if you have the inclination, just take a little screenshot and say, this is what I was listening to the podcast. And this is how I would describe lit. That'd be awesome. You all are awesome. We love you. And as always, we're, we're pulling for you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Redefining Movement. If you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating and review or share with someone you know. Check us out at www.litmethod.com. 